My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. I've been teaching yoga since 2011 and I've created this podcast so you can practice anytime, anywhere, hour-long classes, hatha, vinyasa, yin, and gentle yoga. To sustain this podcast, click the link in the show notes to become a supporter for as low as 99 cents a month or up to $9.99 a month. This helps me put out new shows every week so you can continue your practice. And if you want to keep in touch with me, visit quietmind.yoga where you can join the email list and hear about all the new classes and upcoming events. Thanks for listening. And we'll start with downward facing dog today. So we'll start right in down dog. And you can ease into it. You can bend one knee at a time. You can go right into it and hold still if you want. Beginning slightly slower, more focused breath. And you could even do Ujjayi Pranayama if that feels resonant for you, the slight constriction at the back of the throat that helps bring more heat centering in the body. And we're going to hold here a little longer than usual so you feel your points of contact to the floor. <clears throat> so whenever I feel, it's called the Vata Dosha in Ayurveda and yoga tradition. Vata means change and movement. Whenever that feels excessive for me, I do the opposite. So I have less change, less movement, more stability. And do things like hold postures longer. And channel that energy through your hands. Channel that energy through your soles of your feet. Holding and breathing here. A few more breaths. So the energy just wants to go in a million directions, but now it can only, you're channeling it into just one direction through this pose. So it's like your body becomes like a vessel of energy. So energy is moving in and down, the breath coming into the lower belly, down through the feet. In through the belly, down through the palms of the hands. And we'll start to transition from here to a forward fold at the front of the mat. We're just going to do a few standing postures in the beginning to move that energy, to to center that energy. And then we can go, it'll be easier for the body to relax and go into the deeper resting poses. We'll start to roll up the spine to stand. Head comes up last. Mountain pose, toes lift and spread. Shoulders down the back. Legs, belly, arms, engage. Again, holding, breathing here longer than usual. In a way that's active, engaged, and heating. You might even feel the temperature in your body increase a little bit here. Eyes can be closed or resting on a, at a single spot in front of you. Notice your breath is like a rhythm. It's just like the ocean waves 
Breathing in and breathing out in a steady rhythm. The natural direction of all things in nature is towards entropy or chaos or disorder. So this is why things like focusing on the breath where there's an order and rhythm and things like even like music where there's a rhythm and a beat helps bring order and helps us center again. It's always a balance. Life is always going to move us towards disorder and entropy. So we've always got to have a a place and a practice if we want to have order and focus and presence. We have to to choose to cultivate that. So from here, it's kind of relaxing the engagement there, to a warrior two. So your left foot steps back. Right knee over right ankle. Right, the same idea, finding your foundation, rooting into the floor. And the hands can just be relaxed beside you, like mountain pose. You could have the arms engaged here, uh, so not extended. Or you could have the arms extended, like warrior two is traditionally done. But either way, holding and breathing here. Feeling that foundation and connection to the feet, the length in the spine. Straighten the front knee, triangle pose, Trikonasana, right hand to the right shin or to an ankle or to a block. Or now the left arm could extend over the right or wrap around the back. Again, this focused, centered breath. It could be ujjayi pranayama or just normal breathing. Feeling the points of contact to the floor. Bringing energy in and down. In the yoga tradition, in the teachings, there's five directions energy can move. So essentially they're up and out are the two that are most dominant this time of year. So we want to go opposite in and down. So samana vayu, energy in towards the belly. Apana vayu, energy down towards the ground. And we'll come back to warrior two. And just pivot towards the back of the mat for warrior Warrior two facing the back of the mat. And again, hands could be like uh, standing in mountain pose, like arms and standing like in mountain pose, or arms could be like warrior two.
Straighten the left knee, triangle pose. Right arm could wrap around the back. Press into my hand here. Slowly release back to warrior two. All ten toes facing the same direction, so pivot to the right, and all ten toes facing ahead. And Prasarata Paratanasana, wide-legged forward fold. Hands can be on the waist or any other arm variation that you like, but keep a length in the spine and fold from the hip flexors, letting the head hang down. <coughs> Again, to emphasize this down quality, you can press into the hands here, pressing the hands into the earth, sending energy down through the hands. Begin to transition again, hands under the shoulders, turn towards the front foot, and step back to down dog. So we're going to have about two minutes with either. You can stay in down dog the whole time. You can come to child's pose at any time you want. So listen to your body. Do what feels right for you. Again, if you want to emphasize this quality of uh, centering, grounding, warming, building heat sending energy down through the limbs. And if you feel like you have some of that restless energy that needs to move, holding it down dog can, can channel that. I'll let you know when we're halfway through if you want to switch to child's pose. Halfway through now.
last 30 seconds. Come down to child's pose. And from here, let's come up to hands and knees blanket under the knees for some support there. So we'll move through the spine here. So as you inhale, you'll lower the belly, lifting the tail and chin, extending the spine. As you exhale, you'll round the back all the way to a child's pose. Let the breath be long and slow, not forced, but a little slower breath than usual. So there's no rush to this. Just moving the spine with the breath through cow pose all the way back to child's pose. With each exhale, bringing energy in and down to the ground. It's meant to be more of a therapeutic movement for the back and the spine, especially the sacrum. So just moving in a therapeutic way, not in a, uh, there's nowhere, nowhere to get with this. It's not a very uh, range of, it's not a range of motion kind of movement. Creating this whole, like your whole body is one organism moving together, the whole spine moving together, the breath and the body moving together, the mind following the breath and the body. And then make your way to hands and knees to a neutral spine. Extend the arms forward and keep the hips over the knees as you lower the chest down towards the ground. Anahatasana, heart chakra pose. Centering, breathing into the lower belly. Grounding, feeling the points of contact to the floor. Now we'll make this a little more warming to the body by threading the left arm through into a twist. 
The left shoulder comes down towards the ground. Your right arm might stay extended or you bring the hand in closer to the head to press into the ground. The last thing is you could extend the right leg back pressing into the ball of the foot, just giving you a different angle into the shoulder. With your inhales, breathe into the space between the shoulder blades. With your exhales, soften in the rhomboids, the, le- the traps, the upper back. Slowly release and come over to the other side. Same thing. Slowly release back to center, hands and knees. And move the blanket out from under the knees. You can come down to the belly. Tops of feet are down, hands under the shoulders, and slowly lift just the head off the ground, shoulders down the back. So you might not feel as much here, but this is engaging the deep spinal stabilizers. You could add on to this by bringing the fingertips to the floor behind you so the tops of, so the hands reach back and the fingertips touch the floor. It's similar to a locust pose, but focusing more on the deep spinal stabilizers to support the back. And if that's too much, just go back to having the hands under the shoulders, giving you a little more support. From here, we'll bring the elbows under the shoulders, and we'll begin to move similar to what we did earlier with the spine from cow pose to child's pose. Now we'll go from sphinx pose, peeling the ribs off the ground as you exhale all the way maybe to the knees or even to a forearm plank. And then as you inhale, you'll reverse all that. So practicing engaging the deep core muscles in the front of the body. As you exhale, you peel the ribs off the ground, maybe all the way to forearm plank. As you inhale, you reverse that back down to sphinx pose. So continue with your breath 
exhaling as you peel the ribs off the ground, inhaling as you slowly lay them back down. And this movement can be as big or as small as you'd like. And again, more therapeutic for the spine and the core and the low back. And the next time you come up to a forearm plank or whatever version of that with the knees down, you can stay there and hold and breathe and focus on this contraction of the deep core muscles, the transverse abdominis, like a corset that supports all the organs. That's very important to supporting the back. The hip flexors can be working there if you're in the forearm plank with the knees up. Everything hugging towards the center, grounding, warming the body. And then we'll lower all the way down to the belly and let all that effort fade out. So releasing down to the ground. Extend your right arm forward and roll onto your right side. Your left hand helps you balance on the floor as you move the left hip around any way that feels good, moving the synovial fluid in the joints. And then we'll come back to where you started and lift the left leg up and back about a foot or two. You might internally rotate or externally rotate. You might lift higher or lower, further back or forward, but anywhere in that general direction. So you're engaging the glute medius, the outer glute muscles, which helps support the low back as well. And now we'll turn on the deep core stabilizers by lifting the right leg off the ground. So the right hip stays down, but the knee and the foot lift just a little bit, and you'll have a little wobble at first, but then you'll find it, you'll engage those deep core muscles. But the breath is still easy and natural, engaged in the breath. Now slowly release all of that. Bend your left knee, the top leg, to the floor in front of you so the knee touches down to the ground. Now keep that. Bend the right knee. Left hand catches the top of the foot. You could stay right there. Or last little bit now is you could open the chest towards the ceiling, shoulders towards the ground into more of a twist where you roll onto your back and then your right hand catches that left knee. And so any version of this opening of the right hip flexors, right quads.
Centering, breathing down to the lower belly. Grounding, feeling the points of contact to the floor. And warming, you could be doing the ujjayi breath again if if that's helpful, or just emphasizing the compression of the internal organs in this twist helps to increase the warmth in the body, this internal heat. In Ayurveda, it's called Agni, digestive fire or metabolism, but not just the food, but all of our experience, the the internal heat that, that purifies and assimilates and digests our experience. Now slowly release all of this and come back down to the belly and just rest on the belly for a moment like we did a minute ago when we started this. Maybe there's a sort of fading out of sensation or after effect of the posture you notice in the body. Now extend the left arm forward and roll onto your left side. Right hand helps you balance as you move the right hip around, right knee in all directions, moving the fluid in the joint. And then back to where you started, lift the leg up about a foot or two and back a foot or two. Your right arm could reach in the opposite direction, extending that as well. And now engaging the deep spinal core stabilizers, lift your left leg any amount. Good breathing. Maintaining the engagement without adding any tension to the breath. It's very advanced practice, really. It goes against everything our conditioning tells us to do. To be able to stay calm and steady in the breath, even in this tense and engaged posture. From here, we'll let that relax and bend the right knee to touch the floor in front of you. Bend the bottom knee to grab the top of the foot. Stay here or roll onto your back into a twist. Centering, breathing down to the belly. Grounding, noticing the points of contact to the floor.
with the ujjayi breath or just noticing the compression of the organs here. Slowly release back down to the belly and back to child's pose. You can have knees together, child's pose, a little more heating, or knees apart, child's pose, a little more space for the belly. And arms can be back behind you, palms face up, or arms forward, palms down. Slowly come back up and we'll come to a seated posture, sitting comfortably. You can have your uh, blanket rolled up as a cushion under your tail if you want. And legs can be crossed or uh, one heel in towards the pelvic floor, the other heel in front, so a wider base if you want. And find an extension in the spine, shoulders relaxed down the back. From here, we've moved the spine a lot. We've moved the body. We're going to move the just the neck here. So chin towards the ceiling, jaw relaxed, and then chin towards the chest. So moving up and down a couple of times. And you might even make a yawning motion with the jaw here. That can be really therapeutic on the neck. Even if it's a fake yawn, it can have similar benefits. And then we'll come back to a neutral spine. And we'll add a little resistance there. So we'll press the hand to the forehead as you lower the chin towards the chest. So you're blocking that movement, but it's strengthening the neck. And you can really attenuate that a lot. So you can use more pressure or less as needed. And it's very hard to use too much pressure with this Now we'll switch that, so hand behind the head, but same idea of pressing the hand into the head, creating a resistance and strengthening in the neck. And we'll move that resistance and just move the neck again up and down, flexion and extension of cervical vertebrae, jaw relaxed, neck relaxed. 
back to neutral spine again. Rotation, so turning your head left to right a couple of times. Eyes closed, best for this, so you're not adding too much stimulation. It's more vata quality, so we want eyes closed, just kind of therapeutic movements here. Now we'll add a resistance and hand against the head as you contract the muscles of the neck to resist. So there's different muscles of the neck for each of the movements. And then we'll release and go to the other side, same thing, turning the head into the hand, creating a contraction there. Come back to center, neutral spine, just turning the head left to right. Jaw relaxed, maybe a little freer range of motion in the neck. And the last thing we'll do is just making a circle with the nose. So in one direction, drawing a circle, jaw relaxed. Of course, you can do this yawning thing as much as you want here. So we're trying to engage the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest and digest mode of the body. So we engage the more active stuff in the beginning to move the energy in the body now, more resting. You can go in the opposite direction if you haven't already, moving the neck around, jaw relaxed. And make your way back to neutral spine, sitting tall. Shoulders down the back and lengthening through the spine. From here, we'll have a side bend. So walk your left hand out to the left, right arm overhead. Now your left hand could be on a block. Maybe you lower the elbow to a block or even elbow to the floor. Let go of any effort in the neck here. Reach the right arm now straight out to the right, parallel to the floor. And this adds a stretch onto the trap, so you can move the neck around. But again, we don't want to go right into a deep stretch. We don't want to pull on that muscle. And the traps, they can really resist that and get tighter. So just lazy, relaxed, easy movements around here. And slowly come back up to center and to the other side, where you walk your right hand out. Left arm reaches overhead, side bend. As you stay here, maybe you lower to the elbow to the block or to the floor, or, or just stay where you're at if it feels good. Now your left arm reaches straight out to the left, parallel to the floor, move the neck around, not tugging or pulling on the muscles, but it's creating some space there. Jaw relaxed. And then float the hand back down, back to sitting. And we'll practice a meditation here that's one I've been doing every morning for a couple weeks now that really focuses the mind. Uh, and basically you touch your thumb to your pinky finger, and the rest of the fingers are relaxed. And you make a mm sound at the back of the throat. Uh, the humming bee breath is called Brahmani breath, humming bee breath. So we make that mm sound like the letter M. And we just come and go at our own paces. So we'll all come in, in and out at different times, but we'll just 
begin together. So take an inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. Inhale to begin. breath again, holding the mudra of the hands, Slowly transition down to the back and grab your strap as you come down. Just have it nearby. And just take a moment on your back, you're kind of feeling the effects of that. Before we go to the next thing, just Noticing your breath, noticing how your body feels, noticing the mind. And now we'll move into Supta Padangasthasana, the supine hand to foot pose using the strap. So you're Strap goes over the right arch of the foot. Shoulders and neck relax. And the left leg can be straight or bent. One of those might feel better for you. And just holding the strap in a way that you can 
hold with a lot, without a lot of effort. So maybe you wrap your hands around the strap. And we'll hold and breathe here about a minute. So the hamstrings are, there's three primary muscles here, and in this first stretch we're getting the middle one, so then we're going to get the outer ones. So to do that, all you got to do is rotate the legs, so internally rotate the legs, so the toes point slightly in, slightly pigeon-toed, uh, and that's really, that movement really starts at the, the right hip, so that's where it's turning from, and you just see it in the toes. And you'll feel a different stretch on the back of the leg, and we're going to hold there about a minute as well. In the old yoga text, they say the inversions balance all of the values, all the directions energy can move. Right, so we're working with balancing the movement of energy in the body. Inversions are always a really good practice to do. And this is an inversion that's not too stimulating to the nervous system, which is already highly simulated from the, the fall season, the, the change, the weather, the, all the change happening. And now we'll rotate the leg externally a little bit, so the toes point slightly out. And you'll feel, until you feel a different stretch on the back of the leg, that's how you know you're in the right spot. And we'll hold there about a minute. Slowly, we'll come into a twist here. So strap into your left hand, 
and leg across the body. No, so still on the right leg. <laughs> yeah, so strap into your left hand and across the body. And you can just go about 15 degrees across. You can go all the way into a twist, any version of this. That crossing the midline again increases the centering, warming qualities of the posture. back to center and slowly release. Now switch legs, so left leg vertical to start and we'll hold there about a minute. Right knee can be bent or straight. Is that where you want it? Okay, good. Internal rotation. External rotation. Back to center and across the body.
to center, to remove the strap and make your way to our final resting pose, which could be Shavasana or you could have the bolster under the knees, any version of this. So even having legs elevated is a mild inversion. And it's a way you could sleep at night, putting a couple of pillows under the knees to uh, help just balance out the the vata dosha in in this season. any emphasis on the breath, just the normal, natural breath now. Feel the points of contact, the body to the floor. Notice if there's anywhere in the body that's holding tension that doesn't need to, that can soften here. your body become heavy, grounded.
Start to move your fingers and toes, hands and feet, arms and legs. And slowly start to come back up to sitting. Close our practice with the hands of the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.